When I first made the transition from being a music performer to a music educator, it was interesting. I had a lot of weird feelings about the fact that I was giving up what I had spent my entire life working toward winning an audition for a full-time performing ensemble. After hours of orchestra rehearsals, brass quintet recording sessions, banging my head against a wall in the practice room, and a handful of recitals I worked my behind off for, was I really going to just stop? Well, no. Because friends, as one of my mentors told me, it all applies. And as my daddy likes to say, things have a way of working out exactly the way they are supposed to. You're listening to the Anacrystic Podcast, episode 109, and today I'm talking all about teacher musicianship. Maleski and I've helped music teachers just like you get more intentional in their classrooms through my trainings, curriculum, and tips shared on this podcast. The truth is, teaching music is hard. You have a bunch of kids to teach and not a lot of free time to figure out how. Feeling overwhelmed and frustrated is totally normal. But here's the good news. It only takes a few simple steps to flip the script. And although it may be simple, it's definitely not easy unless you have the right toolkit. So let's start tuning and transforming your music teacher life right now. The actionable steps you need to find the purpose, follow a sequence, and choose joy are right here. This is the Anacrusic Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to just take a hot minute and make sure that you've, number one, checked out the brand new Anacrusic website and that you've snagged your copy of The Planning Playbook, which is my brand new guide for teaching anything and everything in the music classroom. This guide gives you a complete outline for how I teach all the concepts in my classroom, all while promoting student engagement and independent musicianship. This isn't a prescribed method or something that you can only do in a face-to-face classroom, but instead it's a flexible framework that allows you to be the best teacher musician in any scenario you might find yourself teaching music to children in. To snag your free step-by-step guide complete with examples, head to anacrusic.com slash the planning playbook. Again, that's anacrusic.com slash the planning playbook, or just click the link in the show notes. The more I talk to music teachers, the more I realize that I'm not that special. And that's not me getting down on myself. That's just me finally recognizing that the path I took to become a music teacher, although it isn't everyone's path, is more common than I originally thought. It usually goes something like this. Girl grows up loving music, maybe in a musical family, maybe just because. Girl can't imagine doing anything else with her life. Although if you know my story, I took a couple of detours. So girl makes giving the gift of music her career. Girl makes dramatic shift to music teaching, not realizing that her impact would be far greater than what she could have ever imagined before. Now, let me stop right here and say that I am blessed to have gone to school and be good friends with many a professional musician who literally makes their living by playing in a professional ensemble. Although, let's not talk about 2020 and how that shifted things for so many of them because that's an entirely different story. But the impact that they have is amazing. They play beautiful music beautifully, and many are involved in outreach programs that serve our students in amazing ways. And to be honest, I always thought that would be me until I found myself in that whole girl does this, that, and the other thing story I already talked about. And it all came down to a handful of not-so-by-accident transformational hints from the universe that this was to be my path. 
Even though it was hard to make the transition from musician to music teacher, I had all sorts of untrue thoughts about what people would think and what I thought about myself for doing so. I always knew, at least deep down, it was 100% the way things are supposed to be. It was my trumpet teacher at the time who I dreaded calling to say I got a job teaching music to kindergartners who finally made this click for me. I had myself so insanely worked up about how he would feel about wasting time and scholarship money on me when I was no longer traveling to take the next big audition. When he simply said, that's so great, and not in an oh good for you kind of voice, but a genuine happy for me, this makes sense sort of way, I felt this huge weight off of my shoulders. At that point in my life, I felt like I still needed permission from those that I respect and really know me to make a shift. And even though my decision had already been made, that was simply another sign that I was traveling the exact path I needed to be on. But of course, I couldn't just leave it there. I went on to apologize like I still have a horrible habit of doing for everything and literally said, I just didn't want you to be upset or disappointed that I've decided to take a different path. And he simply said, Anne, it all applies. At the time, I was skeptical. I mean, I was literally going from spending five plus hours in a practice room playing Petrushka, striving for the point of perfection, to getting down on my hands and knees to play Apple Tree and keep a steady beat. But now, after many years, I get it. You see, the way it applies is twofold. First of all, the love that I have for music that led me to wanting to be a musician and share it with the world, well shoot, if that isn't why we become music teachers, I really don't know what is. And the other is that my musicianship and creativity has only increased as time has gone on and the ways that I've thought critically about my classroom and the way that children learn music. So let's talk about what a teacher musician is and why it's one of the three pillars of Anacrusic. And to break this down as simply as possible, Let's keep it to the three C's of teacher musicianship. The first C is that as a teacher musician, you care. Teacher musicians aren't in teaching for the sick cash flow, the flare pens, or the accolades. Yes, it's good to make a living doing what you love. Yes, it's fun to do teachery things like creating manipulatives. And of course, if you're like me, you lived for a little pre-COVID hug, high five, or a handshake. Musicians become teachers because they have a vested interest in, first of all, perpetuating the magic of music that they have felt in their own lives, and two, cultivating a community of tiny people using the power of music. The first is all about why you even became a musician during that whole girl loves music story I started today's episode with. Music has been transformational in your life. You can't imagine a life without music, and you certainly can't imagine making anything else your career. I know how this feels because I tried some other things. I dabbled in other majors and departments and absolutely nothing felt like home to me until I came back to the music. That feeling that we have, yes, it's cheesy, but it's transformative. It's likely a huge part of your daily life, outside of your career even, and not only that, it's likely a main tenant of your identity. You are the musical one, or always singing, and you're the shoo-in for any family event where there's an opportunity to come together and song. By becoming a teacher musician, you are able to fully step into that power. Because yes, as a performer, you are impacting lives through the personal expression of music. But as a teacher, you are enabling literally hundreds of children to learn to do it for themselves. The second piece, cultivating a community, is likely another reason that you are a music teacher in the first place. 
I'm willing to bet that many of your closest friends are musicians too, because I know firsthand about the instant friendship that comes along when someone else just gets it. I know that creating music with other people is one of the most personal things you can do, and so it's difficult to not become a community when you are having those transformative experiences with one another. It doesn't matter if you are an adult playing in an orchestra or first graders playing doggy doggy, the community building and transformation that takes place is the same. It's just developmentally appropriate in each situation. We teach kids how to work together, how to exist in a community, how to take turns and use their voices with those beside them. As a friend of mine once said in our graduate courses, music is the core. That's where kids learn their personhood, how to feel and how to be a friend. So as a teacher musician, you care about these things. You want to see music as a core tenant of our communities, and you want to have a hand in making it happen because you can't imagine doing anything else. One of the most magical parts about being a teacher musician is choosing your pathway to musicianship. When I talk about active music making, I'm not talking about it just for the sake of your student musicians. I'm also talking about it for the sake of you as a musician. I didn't realize how powerful the different modes of active music making could be until I had experience with all of them, until I started doing all of this learning with all of them and figuring out more and having just all of these really transformative experiences, no matter if I was doing movement or I was using instruments or I was singing or using speech or body percussion or whatever it might be. The same is true for different processes and pedagogical approaches. There's as many different ways, there's as many different paths pathways to musicianship as you can come up with in your brain based off of your experiences. So whether you're a Kodai-inspired teacher, whether you're an orphan-inspired teacher, whatever it is, you get to choose. And that's the magic of it all. So I'm fairly certain that you have a curriculum that you're required to teach. I'm fairly certain that whether it's with the state or, you know, national standards or your district is very specific, there's a certain ordering of concepts that you need to accomplish by a certain time and all of that good stuff. But I'm also willing to bet that there's a good amount of flexibility in how you go about doing that. And therefore, that's where you get to choose. Is it going to be individual lessons? Is it going to be small group lessons? Is it going to be group lessons, you know, within like that class of 30 coming to you every day? Is it going to be teacher directed? Is it going to be student directed? Is it going to be project-based learning or something else? It's all a choice that you get to make as a teacher musician to best serve your students 100%, but also to best serve you. What feels good to you as a teacher musician, as a musician who is teaching your kids to love music? I've said it before, but if you are not passionate and excited about what you're doing in your classroom, that carries over to your kids. They're gonna get that, they're gonna see that. And so by finding those pathways, by finding those different modes of active music making, by finding those processes, by finding those pedagogical approaches and everything in between that you wanna use in your classroom, you are going to choose the best way for you and the best way for your students to learn from you as a teacher musician. And last, but certainly not least, As a teacher musician, you yourself have the opportunity to create for your students. What's the saying that if you read it in a book, it must be true? 
I think that sometimes we think, oh, I saw this lesson this way at a workshop or I read this process in a textbook and I know this song has this game. So that's the only way I can do this in my classroom. I 100% agree that yes, it's worth trying things verbatim in your classroom after you've seen that example, because hopefully whoever is sharing that information has had some firsthand experience seeing it successful with kids. But then it's okay to start making changes to fit your own teacher musicianship and your student's musicianship. Aside from simply making modifications as you see fit to things you may or may not know and love in your classroom, create. Create for your kids. Create with your kids. Not only is that what makes this whole gig fun, but it's what empowers your kids to feel like they are truly musicians. It's what gives them the thirst for something more, to keep going, and to get that same high that we all got before we knew we needed to be music teachers for the rest of our lives. Now, if you don't know where to start, I strongly suggest that you go and pick up Music for Children, the Orf Kate Montex, and Kodai 333. And yes, I strongly suggest that if you are interested in either of those pedagogical approaches, that you go and get some good training in them. But aside from that, these two texts are gems as inspiration pieces for your classroom. The first volume of Music for Children is filled with rhythmic building blocks and other foundational concepts of music that you can easily adapt for your classroom. The 333 has simple rhythms and a variety of different tone sets that are easily accessible to all of your students. And they both provide an inspiration point for you to create something tailor-made for your kids. And if you read the introductions to these texts, you would see that both Orphan Katemon and Kodai created these tools as tools. They are intended for music teachers to use in their classrooms as we see fit in a creative capacity. These pedagogues understood that teachers would need tools, would need inspiration points to start that spark in their classrooms, and so use these great gifts. But you don't even need to go as all out as all that to create in your classroom. Just make music together and slowly start to find those opportunities for you and your children to add a bit of flair that is unique to just you and your music making community. Now, you likely know that this is a topic, teacher musicianship is a topic that I could talk about all day long. And that's a big reason why it's one of the three pillars of anacrusic. And if you check out the planning playbook, you'll see that the way I sequence concepts in my classroom leaves the door wide open for teachers to use their own musicianship in a meaningful way throughout their classroom sequences. So make sure that you grab that free guide so you can be sure to start practicing these three C's and really unleash the teacher musicianship for you in your classroom. And just to recap, as a teacher musician, you care you choose, and you create. And lastly today, don't ever feel like you are just a music teacher. The fact that you have honed your musical skills in a way that many could never dream of doing, and then you're going on to share that part of yourself with your students so that they can feel it too, that's a big deal. That's being a teacher musician. Thanks for spending this little pocket of your day with me. I know music teachers are super strapped for time, so be sure to check out all the resources on anacoustic.com for today's episode. Don't forget to click subscribe wherever you're listening to today's podcast so you don't miss an episode of TAP. That way, you'll be notified each and every week when a new episode's live. And if you want even more tips and tricks delivered to your inbox, like a little love note from me to you, make sure you sign up for the Anacoustic newsletter and you'll be the first to know all the things. Also, if you are feeling today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd love you forever if you take a hot minute and leave a review. See you next time.